Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Kimmel and Cox. I am Dylan Kimmel, and I am here as always with my good friend Keith Cox. Hey, hey. And uh, today we are talking about the final entry of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. It didn't really have a subtitle, but no, nope, no subtitle for this one. But. Um, but it was very good. No, it wasn't. No, not, not really. No. I wish we could say that, but uh, this <laughs> this this one was the uh, wicked stepsister of the mm. uh, of the turtles franchise. But, yeah. But it, we'll we'll truck through and try to try to pick out some uh, some of the good and the bad. Um, before we get into that, though. Uh, y- did, you didn't watch the Oscars last night, did you? I did not. Uh, we unfortunately missed it. Uh, we, uh, you know, uh, these days with the economy being what it is, we're always trying to find ways mm-hmm. to save a few bucks here and there. And so yeah. we we recently uh, changed our Hulu plan, uh, not realizing that uh, we kind of downgraded uh, the plan. So now we don't have Hulu Plus Live. We can still watch new shows, but we just can't actually watch them live anymore. We have to wait till the next day to a soap. Mm. So we had to miss the Oscars. But mm. well, um, ne- never fear. I have a list of the winners for you here. So uh, this should be very exciting for you. And, oh, cool. Uh, so, um, so for first off, let's start with the best picture because everyone wants to know what the Everybody best picture is. Absolutely. So I'll give it to you here. It was a little movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay, I've been hearing a lot about that movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet, but, uh, but I, yeah, I can't say that I've seen it either. But I've heard really good things about it, um, and uh, I, it's like a multiversal type of movie. Okay, so it's similar vein to uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. However, I've heard higher praise from this one because they use uh, practical effects mostly. Oh well, that's good. I probably would enjoy that then. So yeah, so I have to check that out. Yeah. Be really exciting. Best picture, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, best actress was uh, Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. All right. So we got two. We got two so far for that movie. And, uh, and then we'll move right along here. Uh, best supporting actress, Jamie Lee Curtis. Everything Everywhere All at Once. All right. Well, I agree with, I agree with the... The actress choice there, you know, she's mm. uh, she's been uh, she's going strong for uh, many years now. So yeah, and I, I yeah. believe that's one of her first Oscars as well as Michelle Yeoh's as well. Hmm. All right. Um, best supporting actor, K. Hugh Kwan, for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Hmm. Wow, that's uh, I'm starting a sense of pattern here. There uh, might be a little bit of a pattern here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, which you know who K. Hugh Kwan is, right? Um, the name sounds familiar. Where do I know that from? He played Short Round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Ah, okay. Yeah, and we talked about that franchise uh, earlier mm-hmm. in the season. And we sure uh, did. Talked about uh, talked about how annoying his character was uh, <laughs> in that movie. So he's come a long way from yeah, that. Yeah, I was gonna say. Hopefully, he's grown up a little bit and, and uh, has turned into a much better uh, much better actor. So um, and then. And then we have best director. Best director. Oh, this is a, that's another big one. Best director. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel uh, Scheinart for everything, everywhere, all at once. Holy crap! <laughs> I, I'm sensing. I'm sensing that we're we have a maybe an Oscar sweep going on here. But let's see what the what how the other categories are. Okay. Well, best original screenplay. 
Everything Everywhere All at Once. Hmm. Best Film Editing, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Wow. And then finally, we have Best Actor for The Whale, Brandon Fraser. Oh, there we go. <laughs> now we finally got something different. All right. That's, uh, <laughs> man, that's, that's insane. Like, you're reading the list off there, and I'm just like, okay. And, you know, usually you can expect to... To maybe a, a movie to, to win in like two, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe like three, three categories. Or something and, like that. But, but gosh, that's insane. You know? It has to be a good movie then. We, yeah. we better be. We're going to have to get on that. We we're going to have watch to that. watch that and maybe include that in a future uh, episode. So. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen The Whale, the whale either. Uh, I haven't but, either. Yeah. But uh, honestly, that's a whole lot of big comebacks as well because that was like her first for Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Lee Curtis, K. Hugh Kwan, even Brandon Fraser. Oh, He's yeah. never won an Oscar. And, yeah, I didn't realize that. But well, that's awesome. So that was big news. It was amazing. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and to our main Dive topic here. Dive into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three that that was released March nineteenth, nineteen ninety three. Okay, so yeah, we uh, remember that. We so we it was almost. Uh, Two years between movies mm-hmm. this time around. Between it's about to celebrate its, uh, it's about to celebrate its thirtieth birthday here soon. Gosh, that is insane. <laughs> that that movie is that movie is almost uh, you know well it is like it's basically the same uh, same age as you just a little bit yeah older, a you, few months you were born old, in ninety three yeah. too but you were in like October right yeah, right so right a little yeah. bit older than but man that's crazy almost 30, 30 years old. It's crazy to think, yeah. Um, but it was released then and uh, written by and directed by Stuart Gillard. Yep. So we got a new writer and director this time around. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, we did have some returning cast members here. Yes, we did. So of of course we had Paige Turco as April O'Neil mm-hmm. reprising that role from the second movie, and then I keep on I'm. I keep on wanting to say his name wrong. Oh, Elias Coteus. Uh, I think it's it's Elias. It's Elias Coteus. Elias Coteus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Elias Coteus returns as Casey Jones. Yes. Well, actually, he played a double two, duty. Two yeah. characters. Yes. Uh, and another character named Wit. Yes. Yeah. He plays a uh, because the uh, we'll get into that of course, but uh, the the turtles uh, you know travel through time in this movie, and mm-hmm. so he plays um, he plays a, a character from way back in uh, yeah. when they go back to feudal Japan. And then uh, some other people in the movie, uh, Henry Hay- Hayashi as Kenshin, Stuart Wilson as Walker, uh, Sab Shimono as Lord Niranaga, uh, Travis A. Moon as Yoshi, uh, Vivian Yu as Mitsu. And then for the voice actors here, the, the turtles here, Brian Tochi as Leonardo. He's returned again. So uh, he's just... Three, three out of three for three him. Three out of three. And, and also three out of three, Robbie Rist. Yes. Michelangelo. Michelangelo, yeah. But also returning Donatello, Corey Feldman. Yes. We got Corey Feldman back, which so. was... Which, um, Assuming that uh, the studio or powers that be or whatever realized hmm. uh, their mistake in yes. uh, casting a different voice actor in the second movie for that, so we're yeah, glad they, to have him back. They, uh, from what I read, they felt pretty bad about not casting him in, the, in that one, so... Um, 
they felt pretty bad about that. Yeah. They, um, but not bad enough that they didn't give him a pay raise. They, they apparently he he asked for a pay raise and he still got paid the same rate. They're like, mm, no. Yeah, he got. I forget what the amount was, but he 1500. got fifteen hundred. Right. Yeah. He, for the first movie, he mm-hmm. only got paid fifteen hundred dollars to uh, do the voice for Donatello. That's and not a lot. No, not not you know. Not for the you know the the scope of, of you know work what he had to do there I guess because they they I don't think anybody expected the movie to make what it did at the box office because it was only like a thirteen million dollar budget which is mm-hmm. relative which is low you know for Hollywood uh, but yeah so he only got paid fifteen hundred and then the movie made like tons of money at the box office and so he never really reaped the the benefits of that but. And then we had, then we have a, uh, we had a new uh, Raphael again this time, didn't we? Uh, again, yes. Um, what's his name? Tim Keller. Hmm. Tim yep. Keller. Another new voice. Yeah. Still three not different, as good. Three as different, the first three one. different Raphaels uh, in these movies, and mm-hmm. you know. And then Splinter, uh, Splinter's played by a different actor this time. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also didn't care for his portrayal. No. Uh, James Murray. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought uh, Kevin Clash definitely brought a lot more to that uh, to that role. So. Definitely, but yeah. Splinter also uh, didn't have quite as much of a a role in this one as the other two. He wasn't really. He didn't. No, no. Uh, him and Casey Jones actually didn't really yeah. have much of a role. No, it was kind of disappointing uh, that uh, even though Elias Coteus, you know, played two characters in this so he was he was in the movie a lot but as far as the casey jones characters they didn't give him much to do uh in this no. movie he was basically a babysitter throughout throughout mm. the whole movie yeah yeah he was that was so disappointing a babysitter to to to, uh, to a group of ninjas that uh that came from another another time yeah it's uh, ridiculous um, the creature effects also were not handled by Jim Henson's uh, Creature Shop anymore. Uh, instead, it was by a company called the All Effects Company. Mm. That that certainly um, you know made a big difference too. I think in the in the terms of the uh, you know the look and the and the feel uh, of of the movie. So uh, it, just, yeah. it just felt I don't know. It felt uh, this one felt cheaper i don't know it was definitely cheaper and i think that was honestly the plan too because i was reading here that golden harvest who was the producers of the film actually felt like the uh the film franchise had uh lived up to its potential and it was a dying breed so they pretty much just (laughs) they pretty much just stripped it of its money and and saved a buck or two yeah so that that's that's probably what happened. That's why everything's just so much smaller. It it honestly could have been released as my feeling was this this could have been a direct to video sequel. It it has it all, that feel. It has that it has feel. That feel. I, you know, I, like I was kind of surprised that they even released it uh, in <laughs> theaters. Like when I saw it, I was. Ugh. I remember, you know. Uh, because again, you know, as a kid, I was a huge uh, Ninja Turtles fan, and I. And, yeah. But, you know, even with the trailers, <clears throat> trailers and things, for that one when it was getting ready to to be released, 
I don't remember being as excited for this one as mm-hmm. previous ones, but I'm like, you know, it's like, <clears throat> I remember thinking, thinking, well, I'm going to go see it, you know, because obviously I've, you know, seen the other two, but, but also I was like phasing out of my turtles, uh, Turtles, cra- craze yeah, by that you know yeah. I, I, it, was, it was kind of being uh, replaced by you know other things and so it was more of going to see it I guess for the nostalgia of mm. you know because I had been such a big you know Turtles fan and yeah uh, and then just being I just remember being very disappointed uh, when <laughs> I saw it like you know like they could have just not they could have just not made this at all yeah they just it could have just been two movies and been done yeah that would have been fine um could have been even just one movie and then oh sure absolutely um, yeah because because there were definitely some um uh definitely some things that that you know didn't particularly care for in the second movie you know either but it wasn't as bad as this one no no not at all so, uh, as for the, the whole plot line here, uh, the concept for the movie is loosely based on uh, a, a couple of issues from uh, Mir- Mirage called Masks. Hmm. Uh, issues 46 and 47 of Mirage Comics. And uh, honestly, this, this whole thing became, uh, uh, of them traveling through time, became a, it became a thing, actually. Because it also showed up in the animated show as well. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. And so it, it's becoming kind of like a, I, I don't want to say annual, but occasionally they will go back in time at some point. Yeah. It's so. became like a, uh, <clears throat> a trope, I guess. Trope. Of, yeah. 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 So um, not a very exciting trope, honestly. I, I mean, I, I don't fancy it really, but. No. That's it. It, it could have been, uh, I suppose, if it had been handled in a different way, it could have could have been good. You know, they could have found a way to use that. But I don't know. It just didn't. I just felt like it just didn't work. You know, this whole movie just didn't really work on a lot of levels. Yeah, it's like ah, it was such a downer. <laughs> it really was. I mean, uh, yeah, it just it just didn't have the. You know, it, it felt like. Uh, felt like it was forced the whole movie felt forced it was definitely definitely had that feeling of there's just no words on how i don't think anybody was um you know i don't think anybody was ready for another turtles movie uh at this point i'd I'd say everyone was feeling fatigue at this point because even the studio apparently felt fatigue yeah I you just, you felt fatigue. Yeah, it was like I think they I think they I kind of agree with them on that that I think it had reached a, a, a peak you know at that point even though the animated series was still going well, strong because it was a few more years before yeah. that uh, got canceled. But well, it makes perfect sense because uh, the turtles were created in 1983, I believe. Yeah, it's like 84. I think was the first. 84 was the first, was comic. The first yeah. issue. Yeah. So they they were just. Uh, etching it out in 83 and then the released right. it in, in uh, 84. So it was almost 10 years old. So it was practically almost a decade old. So, yeah, yeah I guess you would find fatigue in that because uh, even the uh, Marvel Universe, those movies have been starting to feel fatigued and it's been like 10 yeah. years. I think it, you know, I think that happens with a lot of movies. You know, some, some franchises, 
just really stand the test of time. And, and James they, Bond. And, yeah, and they just they can. You can just keep going, and and, mm-hmm. and everybody's still going to pack the theaters. Although, to watch although those the, movies. The, the the funny thing about the James Bond movies is that if you think about it, it doesn't make much sense that it's all the same James Bond, uh, particularly before Daniel Craig, because Daniel Craig's his reboot. Because uh, it's all he has the same memory from all the, those films, and yet he's still young. Right. Yeah. That's and, a, and, and the technology is advanced and everything like that. Yeah. The, that, that's uh, that's another one of those that suspend like, disbelief. Yeah, and just like uh, just like Batman or Superman or any of those movies, you know, you can you can put different actors in that mm-hmm. in that role, and uh, you know, even though it's still supposed to be like kind of on the same continuum or whatever, like you said, you just kind of suspend your disbelief and and you know you're trying to look at the character i guess rather than the actor so yeah uh, but it's very easy to do when it's puppets um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so the story is is that it's about two years after uh, secret of the use and april o'neill comes bearing gifts she went to some sort of uh flea market and gave them a whole bunch of uh gifts and everything right. she gifts uh uh I can't remember all the gifts, but the one in particular that she gives, she gives Splinter uh, a scepter, mm-hmm. like an it's, old J- Japanese scepter. Yeah, and it's got like a uh, kind of like a like an hourglass kind of device, um, something like that, like on the on the inside of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it I mean, it's a ridiculous time thing. Um, but the Time Scepter actually does have precedence in the comics as well. I do seem to recall something about that. Uh, the, it was originally associated with a character named Rene, or Renette, Rene, Renette. Uh, the Time, the Timestress Apprentice of Lord Simultaneous. Hmm. These characters obviously are absent from the movie. Yeah, you would have thought they would have tied that into it since save money right <laughs> it's like we're just gonna we're just gonna bring this and find some honestly that monkey way to bring this device into the <laughs> into the uh movie and we're just not gonna explain it you know i mean it's so weird no background on that thing at all it's just poof like so how weird. is a japanese time traveling thing in this realm you know uh, in it's a Japanese, but it's in America. Yeah, and you find it in a flea market. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> somebody just tossed that. It's like, oh, this is just like a little trinket, and and you know, it's but you know, but I guess you know, you have to find some way to to make it, you know, to to work it into the movie, and mm-hmm. and you know, even though in reality. You know, nothing like that would probably ever happen. If you got your hands on an antique, on a, on a Japanese relic, you know, something yeah. authentic like that, you know, it's it's not going to end up at a at a flea market, you know. No, no. Well, uh, conveniently, um, April O'Neil is the one that ends up transported, so the turtles end up going after her and using the scepter. In a weird way, the thing is, is that the uh, when the turtles time travel and April time travels, it takes someone from the past and brings them to the present too. Yeah, they basically like switch places. Like, what was the purpose of that though? The, there was no plot line other than Casey Jones babysitting them. Yeah, there was there was no 
reason or explanation for that whatsoever. Like why? You, like why? Why would somebody else have yeah. to? Like if you wanted to travel through time, why would somebody else have to take your place in the present? And another thing that's that's weird about that too is is that one even if that were the case that they brought them in there, um, couldn't they have some sort of subplot in the present time? Like okay, they they're like Casey Jones is babysitting them so they don't get out. Right. There's your plot line right there. They get out. Yeah, that would be more like they 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 you know they get out and start roaming the streets of. Of New York, I mean, yeah. he, do, he does take them. To, he takes them to like a sports bar at, at some point, or yeah. whatever. But that's like, but he's <laughs> that's, like, that's but the, they're but they're supervised, you know. I mean, he that was yeah. his, his idea. It's not like they were just out roaming the streets and like something, something could have happened getting there. into some trouble or they get into a they get into a fight, you know, with somebody and they know. end up in thrown in jail. And yeah, then, that stuff would have been funnier, but yeah. I mean, the police wouldn't have any record of them or whatever. Or, you know, they're like, they run their DNA through the, the system and everything. And they're like, huh. But that doesn't look like this person because it's their ancestor or right. whatever. You know? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Stuart Gillard, you have some explaining to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, what were you thinking? You know? This is like the, This is like his first draft of the script. Yeah, pretty much. This was like, you know, they just, they just, uh, you know, normally a, a movie would go through several variations before it finally hit the screens. But this does. This almost feels like a first attempt. Like, we're just going to do it. You just, yeah. It's good enough. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there just a lot of things in there that were not really explained well or, or mm-hmm. just seemed like a really goofy, uh, you know, And honestly... Device. When they time travel, here's the sad thing about this movie. Like, I rewatched this before we started, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing really memorable about this movie at all. Because cause I'm sitting here thinking, okay, because I even have it written in my notes. They travel in time, they lead up a rebellion, and they win the day. Yeah, the, the, I mean, That's basically there's, it. There's really not any iconic moments or scenes that I can think of compared to the other two movies where. Where if we're talking about it, where I can like visualize it mm-hmm. in my head, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe the one of the scenes early on in the movie after the turtles, uh, you know, go back to ancient Japan where uh, where they're riding horses, and Michelangelo is like his he's like riding backwards uh, on his horse or yeah, whatever, yeah. And, and you know, but yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Like I said, there weren't really any standout, you know, moments in this movie. And the and, yeah. the, and the kid, uh, the kid is another one of those things. Like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna. It seems like a lot of sequels end up doing that. It's like we're gonna bring a, a kid into it, and like somehow can, that's going to make it make it better. And I I can name a few of them, and they actually end up not being as good. No, they usually uh, end up being one of the worst. Indiana of, Jones, Temple of Doom, for one. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Mummy Returns. I introduced a little boy in that. No one dies in that, neither. Except right. for the bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's like a, it's an attempt um, to... It, I think sometimes it's an attempt to... Even though these movies were kind of, mm-hmm. you know, aimed more at, at, a, at a younger audience, it's like it, it brings that down even more, like when you introduce a, a you know, a kid that's like, you know, mm-hmm. one of the... the 
stars of, of the film, it's like they were trying to it's like they were trying to tone down the adultness of it even more. Yeah. And well here here's another thing that's that's interesting too. They never actually explicitly say either one uh of these characters are the ancestors to, you know, other characters. But Casey, the character of Wit, they never outright say that he's an ancestor of Casey Jones. Yeah. It's assumed mm-hmm. because they look like, but yeah. Yeah. Never they never happened. but another character that they never actually Yoshi Hamado Yoshi, are, are are they related? Yeah, is there is was that a uh, was that a nod to mm-hmm. Hamado Yoshi? Or I mean, they... surely the turtles would have recognized the name and been like, "You're our ancestor," you know? Well, right. not their ancestor, but, like, but I mean, their adopted was, father. Was, yeah, Splinter's uh, master. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was a lot of missed opportunities there. I think. Yeah, but, so many missed opportunities, um, and. Um, I mean, yeah, there's really nothing memorable about this. It ends up, you know, even an anticlimactic ending. Yeah. The bad guy falls to his death. Yeah, nothing worth, uh, you know, remembering or or Mm -mm. mentioning as far as that goes. The turtles go back to their their hideout and, you know, it was like a little comical sort of... It was just a little thing that happened to them, and, and then they, they just do a little dance at the end. And yeah, yeah. Um, the funniest thing, <laughs> although uh, Golden Harvest had no faith in this movie actually succeeding, there were plans for a fourth installment. Well, based on this movie, I'm glad that we didn't get that. Well, uh, we kind of did actually. Yeah, I guess because uh, he, he, here's here's what happened. So the next, the fourth installment was to be titled "The Next Mutation," and it was oh, actually yeah. supposed to be the plot was uh, to explore the concept that Splinter and the Turtles they still have that ooze in their veins, and it's going through another a second mutation. So, oh right, yeah. Um, but uh, that that film never materialized. That concept got reutilized uh, for the uh, animated show for an episode. And the title was reutilized for a TV show that was not very good either. Uh, and that one actually introduced a fifth. Uh, well, originally the the fourth one was going to have a character named uh, a fifth turtle named Kirby, named after a comic book artist Jack Kirby. Oh, okay, yeah. Because as you know, the turtles are named after Renaissance artists, right? So they they decided that this fifth turtle would be named after a modern artist, so uh, who also revolutionized um, art in a certain way. Oh yeah, books. I mean he uh, he yeah. and he and Stan Lee together uh, created a lot of uh, a lot the of, most iconic Marvel characters. I mean yeah, I mean there's like a whole ton of characters there that they created together, and they are within our culture, and they. Yeah, you know they're still still a part of that today but but uh that that never materialized instead we got a female turtle uh that was named uh, Venus de Milo I do I do remember that now uh, the, that was the uh that was their attempt at a live action uh mm. turtle series they were trying to yeah. capitalize on the success of the movies and but again it's like it was it was sort of like a step down from this movie like it had a it had a very cheap 
uh, feel to it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and they also, it should be mentioned that, you know, during this time, um, I can't remember now exactly when it was, if it was between the first and second movie or between the second and third when they had this thing, I don't know if any of you all will remember this, but uh, but they they had a uh, live action turtles show that toured the country yes, where where, where the turtles sang and yeah, played and yeah. like played guitar and like and all that. It was called uh, it was called the Out of Their Shells tour, <laughs> uh, and. And I admit that I went to one of the shows. They came. To, they came to Rupp Arena, yeah. uh, and 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 uh, you know, and my dad and I, uh, God rest his soul, he. Uh, yeah, I remember we we went uh, to see that, and I had the somewhere I had a, a VHS uh, copy of like one of the. It was like a. It was sort of like one of those behind the scenes, mm. uh, you know, like. Uh, it was it was done in the style of almost like like a rock documentary or something. Yeah, yeah. And would show performances from the show. And uh, but yeah, it was literally like, you know, I mean, it was like going to see like on Disney on Ice or something like that. It's like where the turtle suits, like the mouths didn't move or anything. Like the oh, yeah. the actors yeah. inside were talking, you know, but but there was no you know there was no movement or whatever. No animatronics just, yeah, or anything. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't like really complex or anything. But yeah, I remember that. I was like, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but I remember though some of the some of the songs that they did really were not that bad i mean some of them were pretty pretty catchy because i had the i had like the uh, album they put out an album you know too but yeah just crazy the things that they were thinking mm. of at that time to promote uh the turtles and seemed yeah. like seemed like a good idea but looking back on it now it's like yeah they probably could have could have left that long <laughs> right yeah um, but that but the, the tv series sort of had that same sort of it did it. It, it it's um so the turtles franchise I mean, it's still living strong, but it's it, it's been rebooted. Um, but this generation has concluded with uh, with a whimper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It did not go out on a good note. Uh, that's for sure. And it would be several years before we got another. Uh, I mean, the, they had several different animated shows. Mm-hmm. But as far as a movie, it would be quite a while before we got another feature film. There was an animated feature an, an, film animated that, was just, feature that film. was just called TMNT. Which is funny. Another funny thing is is that TMNT is semi a reboot, but semi a sequel to the third one. Uh, it's never explicitly said that it's a, a, a sequel or a reboot either. But I, I remember reading somewhere around the, that time that they considered it a sequel. Uh, even though the, I don't see how, but yeah, uh, yeah, we wouldn't get another live action until like 2010s. Yeah, uh, with uh, and you had the two uh, those the two movies, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles Out of the, the Shadows. Shadows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and which uh, they weren't. Uh, they weren't terrible. Oh, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, have you even heard? Worse. Did you hear what uh, Michael Bay was planning to do with these things? Mm-hmm. He was going to have it just be called uh, Ninja Turtles or Mutant. He was going to drop the teenage thing aspect 
from it entirely. Uh, the alien concept, they were going to be aliens. The turtles were going to be aliens. Man, Michael Bay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and as soon as all that got out, everyone was like, no. no. And it, okay, so here's the thing. Here's how blatantly obvious it is. Uh, the one character that uh, the, the, the businessman that uh, it works for Shredder, it was originally worked that he was going to be Shredder. Mm. But again, backlash and everything. Right. They're like, let you horn a Shredder in there and just make him like a, a you know, like an accomplice. So, uh, it, uh, you know, they. I think in some, to some degree, they uh, they stuck a little bit closer to uh, the comics in terms of like, mm. you know, the after getting uh, all that backlash, they sure yeah, did. I yeah. mean, I mean, because because the turtles went through a lot of different looks uh, mm-hmm. over the years, and uh, at one point, because I remember I used to have a. Uh, I used to have a like a wall calendar, a turtles wall calendar that had a bunch of different original uh, turtles artwork on it, and yeah. so each month it was like, you know, there were slightly different variations of of the characters depending on who the artist was that that drew them, and uh, but I remembered, you know, one of my favorites from that uh, portrayed the turtles as uh, like very large and mm. uh, and kind of like hulking, muscular. Uh, well, the you know, Michael creatures. Bay versions were definitely that, and, and and so that movie kind of went towards that look, you know, which I kind of liked. But but I do wish that I wish that they could have found a way to maybe incorporate some animatronics with CGI in yeah. that because being yeah. all CGI, that was the thing that I just didn't I didn't really like. Like, like we mentioned about. in the very first uh, episode of the Turtles. Um, we we talked about that like CGI combining CGI and animatronics it would have been this is the way to go yeah yeah you know you could always do animatronics for close ups and things like that and then if if you know if it requires them to you know move in a different way that the animatronics can't handle then you bring in uh, you know CG to to take care of that but yeah um, but yeah like I said they they weren't awful uh, but you know but. I don't think that they were like fantastic either, and so we chose, so we chose not to, you know, talk about any of those um, uh, movies that were, you know, parts of the Ninja Turtles uh, legacy, you know, because uh, I think to us we consider these what I what I call the original trilogy of mm. movies yeah. to be the the best out of they the, they are certainly the uh, what what's the word they're. They really are the best. Um, there's there's nothing that can top them. I don't think uh, they've tried. To be honest, I don't even think this next one with Seth Rogen's cooking up is going to be as good as the original either. Um, they you know they have a great cast, uh, yeah. a great voice cast. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But um, I I'd, I'd like a proper live action one. Um, it's something about as soon as you do a live action one, I just want to see that in live action. Exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. Is that uh, we got spoiled on on the live action? Uh, you know, it's, and that's true of anything. It's mm-hmm. like once you once you transition from animation to live action, then we kind of don't really want to see animation yeah. you know, anymore. 
Um, I mean, you know, we, we've got uh, just, you know, off off topic there, but, you know, perfect example is, is Ghostbusters is like, you know, we, yeah. that, now that started as a live action that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the original animated series was based on the movie instead of vice versa. But it's like, you know, the animated series, even the original animated series paled in comparison to the movies. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah. But there are supposed to be a couple of... There was supposed to be an animated feature film coming at some point and also an original Netflix series that's going to be animated. Yeah. I don't know how either of those are going to tie into the current, like, Ghostbusters universe or if they'll be unrelated. And, you know, so it's like I'm kind of apprehensive about it. I mean, uh, you know, like, the fact that that Jason Reitman and everything is kind of giving his blessing on these things is a good is a good sign but it's like because it's animated I don't know how excited I want to be about that cuz I really just I really just rather see you know uh Ghostbusters movies and things yeah. in um uh, in live action I mean yeah the, the, I don't know of any uh animated movie that would outshine there no. really isn't. The the only thing is with animation, at least, is that uh, you know animation is is limitless in the sense that you can do so much more with animation than you could you know a live action movie. So right. I get that that you know it's it's there's more, more artistic potential, more artistic yeah potential there. But uh, I don't know. I just it's it's still that's the thing. It's like I can't get over that. It's like you can you can. You can make it adult. You can put adult themes and everything in there. But at the end, I'm still looking at them like it's still a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd rather be seeing real people, and, you know. But. Yeah. Uh, well, that does it for the this one here. So, uh, yeah, we're just about out of time. So, uh, but uh, please help me out here. What, 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 do I, what do I want to say here for them to Oh, about this movie? Yeah. Uh, I would say, you know, if you're a, if you're a Ninja Turtles fan, uh, then, you know, definitely watch it, you know, because... Maybe once. Yeah. Once, once is all once, you need. Once is really enough. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, I, I didn't even own this movie until, like, just a couple of years ago. I got... I didn't even I got, own this movie until a couple of days ago. I got... <laughs> I got <laughs> I eventually I got I had I had the first two movies for you know many many years and then um, and and then I got a Blu-ray set with all three movies mm. in it yeah you know and so I was like ah you know um, you know but it's definitely not um, there's no rewatchability on there it's a one and done type yeah, of movie there's there's really not but you know if you're like I said if you're a Turtles fan you know and you're a completionist then mm-hmm. you know then at least uh, at least have it in the library, you know, there to, you know, to be able to, you know, pull it off the shelf once in a while if you wanted to, just to like if you wanted to watch all three movies together just for that continuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, there's not much to recommend this uh, this movie. I'd, I'd have to agree. Well, um, that does it for this episode here. And uh, please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Yes. That will help us out tremendously. Uh, also, I almost forgot to mention, um, we will be at LexCon. 
Yes. Um, however, we did make one announcement on that that we won't be able to live up to on that. Oh, yes. Um, so we wanted to be able to offer some uh, exclusive merchandise uh, at the con, uh, like in the way of T-shirts. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be uh, within our budget uh, to be able to uh, do that. Uh, so hopefully in the future we'll be able to, to offer you all something like that. Maybe we can uh, offer it as uh, as like a Patreon exclusive or yeah, something th- like that. I would definitely plug uh, it in as a Patreon there because if we can get some Patreons um, on that there, we would be able to gift yeah. you some merchandise. Because because the thing is is that we we were planning on just giving these T-shirts away. We mm. weren't going to sell them because yeah. you know we're we're still. In the early stages of this podcast, it's still in its infancy, and you know it hasn't like blown up or anything uh, like we, you know, uh, like we hope uh, that it will, you know, in the future. And so we just, you know, we just wanted to get get our name out there, get the brand out there, and uh, and we thought, what better way to do that than just, you know, if anybody, you know, comes to see us at the con and they and they want a T-shirt, here you go. And just, you know, more like tell your friends, you know, wear the shirt, uh, you know, tag us on your social media or whatever. That was the plan, you know, and uh, but just can't really work that into the budget this time around. So maybe next maybe next year or like I said, maybe at some point uh, we'll be able to uh, uh, offer that for you. But but, you know, uh, but that's kind of what Patreon is for. Mm, You know, you can touch on that, too, that uh, that's a way that they can actually support us and help us to be able to do those things. It's uh, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Um, we are going to have a, a little bit of a boop. Uh, boop. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of, of a, a little bit of a boop. <laughs> <laughs> There's Bloop. one. There's another one Blooper. for the boop reel right there. Yeah, That's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. So good point. There. There's a <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a blooper reel, and um, we'll have a little playlist or something for yeah, that. Yeah, we'll have a little bit of a playlist there, and uh, and also just so you don't miss out on any news or anything like that, uh, just go ahead and follow us on like Twitter, or TikTok, and yeah. uh, we have all those links. We'll have them right down here, you know, just yep, on the bottom of your screen, the bottom there. Of there, and. Um, also, we'll have them in the links in the description there, as well as the end credits. Uh, so, Can't yeah, there's miss it. no way you can miss it. No way at all. No. Um, and, um, and of course, there's the Patreon page. Uh, be sure to follow us and listen mm-hmm. to us on our, uh, like, we are, we are on Spotify. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you have a commute or anything. You can I listen to us radio, there. I music. Yeah, there's a mm-hmm. bunch of places that where you can check out the podcast where you can just listen to us as well. So Yeah, you don't have to see our faces if you don't like our faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's about all that we have here for today. So uh, like always, uh, please uh, be good to yourselves. And uh, and I'm sending all the love to everybody there. Um, so much love to everyone. Have Have a good one. We'll We'll see see you you next time. time.
lipstick 